hi to everybody who's in the uh, in the in the room at the moment uh, listening. Uh, my name is James Stoffard. I am the host of Crypto Pig, um, and also started a new role over at Trustology today as well. So I've had a bit of a busy day, back-to-back -back meetings. Um, Trustology is a custodian wallet, uh, but it's more, more for sort of like um, uh, institutional investors. But uh, it's been a pretty interesting uh, day, and. Uh, um, I've got plenty of meetings ahead for the rest of this week while I get orientated into the role. Um, but yeah, I've been in the space for a while, um, kind of really into crypto since 2014, but I didn't get involved enough. I uh, didn't buy enough is what I should really say. I didn't buy enough Bitcoin back in 2014 to be able to retire yet. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I'm still here, been through the bull market already before. Uh, enjoying this new one and uh, yeah uh, enjoying all these chats I'm having every Monday with different people from the industry over here on Clubhouse so yeah uh, and, uh, if we could uh, I'll let uh, Carolyn uh, introduce herself next thanks um, and congrats on joining Tristology James it's exciting thank you um, <laughs> this is definitely I yeah I actually it reminds me um, I think I um, I got my start back at uh, Consensus. I was one of the first employees in 2015. So I've, I've seen a lot of projects come through those doors and Tristology is definitely one of those that got the start there. And I think I remember Alex Batlin, like pitching Joe, one of their first meetings um, that would have been maybe 2016, a long time ago. Um, so it's exciting to see where that, that project has gone. Um, but currently right now I am at Thesis um, which is, it's a small venture studio that uh, has uh, produced Fold, the Bitcoin uh, payments card, um, Keep, the Keep project, um, and TBTC, um, and also um, another project called Saddle, which just launched as an AMM. Um, and I, I work on strategy and business development um, at Thesis. Um, uh, I've also done some other things outside of Consensus. I spent some time at Casa Bitcoin Security. Um, startup but but yeah generally been in the space for some time since uh late 2014 and um i'm very new to clubhouse so i'm excited to uh, jump into this conversation that's brilliant thank you thank you very much what was the uh, what was the new project you mentioned that you, you you're all working on at the moment um at thesis so um i'm primarily working on keeping tbtc um, yeah. But uh, I think the newer project is called Saddle that was launched um, about a month and a half ago um, under the thesis umbrella. AMM, uh -huh. pretty exciting. Oh, okay, well that's that's awesome. I, I will get round to asking you more about uh, more about what uh, what you're doing with Keep and with Trustless Bitcoin um, during the talk. That's really awesome. Thank you very much. And then uh, Michelle, if you could introduce yourself for us as well, please. Sure. My name is Michelle O'Connor. I'm the VP of Marketing at TaxBit, as you mentioned, and I have been in this space since right around 2015. Prior to joining TaxBit, I ran marketing at Uphold, a digital money platform, for quite a few years. So have been in the space for a while and excited to be here on this talk. Brilliant. Thank you, Michelle. That's really awesome. So. Um, Today's subject, as you can see, is to kind of, it's more of a general chat about Bitcoin, NFTs, and crypto in general. Um, but uh, you know, I wanted to obviously NFTs are super hot at the moment, and um, 
it does seem like uh, uh, it's a very popular subject here on, on uh, Clubhouse. Uh, what are your what's your exposure to, to NFTs at the, at the moment? Have either of you been collecting uh, anything in particular? Have you been um, looking for you know is there is there any NFT projects that you've been really keen on yourselves? That's open to either of you. Uh, whoever wants to jump in. I think it's a really interesting way that mainstream and crypto are, are meeting without it being too crypto centric centric. It's really just the use of purpose, not um, too far into the weeds. I have friends that have started different projects. One is called uh, cabbage patch and it's a open source platform for creators to sell their NFTs. Uh, and I've been watching them grow that, which is really interesting. Uh, we all saw the Beeple news last week, which was bananas, but really exciting for <laughs> him. Uh, I, I put two of my tweets on uh, a platform to see if anyone buys it, just to see what the experience is like, because I want to write a blog post for TaxFit customers about it. But I obviously haven't sold anything yet, so don't quite know what that looks like. But I think it's it's a really great way for underrepresented creators or artists to have a neutral entry to selling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely um, a way for artists who traditionally couldn't actually monetize their work to be able to do it. I mean, one of the biggest problems with digital art has been it's not physical. And, you know, uh, up until now, artists haven't really had a way to sell that and most of what I've noticed anyway is that most digital artists have used their own personal works as just a way to kind of advertise themselves uh, for commissions and things like that rather than it being them selling their artwork they've been selling their services um, exactly. NFTs, yeah uh, and I feel like NFTs gives them that opportunity now to actually sell the things they want to sell right to sell the things they want to sell, but also in larger quantities. So if you think about it, if an artist has created two, three, 20, 200 pieces of work over the years, but they weren't able to get representation or if they were physical representation and they weren't able to sell or this emerging class of digital assets via digital representation, now they really can open themselves up to anyone in the world. So anyone, anywhere, much akin to what crypto disrupted years ago, traditionally with Bitcoin, et cetera. Now it's giving people just this wonderful open marketplace that's that's open to anyone. And it's it's really cool to see it, I think. Having been in this space for a while, I love to see it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think there's been a lot over the years, a lot of different projects focusing on creators, content creators, artists, and um, they're trying to solve that problem of, um, you know, just like being par uh, paid fairly for their work. Uh, and so it's exciting to see the entrepreneurial spirit come out in, in the art world. Um, and I think that there's like a lot of creativity that we have yet to see um, in the way that like once artists, more and more of, of these creatives kind of learn um, crypto, understand smart contracts and I'm seeing it more and more and, and seeing these conversations about more creative ways um, to to monetize what they're doing and to 
um, like bring awareness um, and um, and advertise themselves using you know smart contracts. Like for example, um, you know uh, the the art that they're creating themselves, um, you know, being built through rather than just a piece of digital art that's sold sold as an NFT. Um, the actual like act of making a sale or the the participants in the sale or in the bidding and and kind of creating a, a larger contextual art piece around some of that stuff i think that that's that's really exciting to see conversations starting to develop around that um and and you know another piece that i think is really interesting is that we're already starting to see a little bit of a backlash from the artistic community around nfts right things have gotten so big so quickly um you know, which I definitely think we saw in crypto back in 2017, 2018, right? There's this sort of aversion towards things that get too big, that feel too bubbly, which I think is totally like natural. But um, it's it's just funny that we've gotten to this point already with NFTs. <laughs> I, I, I like your point there, though, about the backlash as well, because um, I have noticed that there's a lot of hostility on Twitter from more traditional artists um, who are sort of looking at this going, and I, I can kind of understand it. I mean, you know, they've obviously been working in traditional art. They actually physically paint a, paint something or they sculpt something. And to them, they're sort of like, they're thinking, oh, you know, I've put in these years of work and now, uh, you know, these younger sort of like, or more adaptable artists, digital ones are, have found this new avenue to to make, you know, serious money very quickly. So I can kind of get it. I can see it. But it, I, 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 one of the things that I thought about with NFTs is that, um, in a way, I feel like people see it almost like street art, you know, like it, it's especially from outside of our, our space. I think that it's almost like, you know, people see it like graffiti or sort of street art in that respect. That it's, yeah, it looks amazing, but, you know, um, it's not real art, you know, <laughs> um, or it's, or it's, uh, the other argument I'm seeing a lot of is that it's it's over commercialized already and that, you know, it's it's capitalism and art shouldn't be capitalism. But of course, uh, my opinion on it is if you're an artist and, you know, you want to make money, then you should be able to do that. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. And art and capitalism has a long and, uh, you know, entangled and not always very kind of clean and pretty history right so it's edit <laughs> through that lens as well yeah no it's, true it's interesting so in 20 gosh was it 2018 it was 2017 or 2018 uh when i was at uphold we announced partnership with london's house of fine art uh for them to accept payment in mainly bitcoin because that was a they had requested most but also at that point it was litecoin and ethereum and it, it's it's interesting now to look where it's evolved to and that was pre larger understanding or adoption of nfts but they really were on the precipice of this idea that the currencies are going global and the need to be able to exchange currency beyond traditional you know usd or gdp or whatever it is and the delay of those rails but also the want of a smart contract to quantify it, it, it it's interesting to be sitting here now looking back where we were when we announced that and thinking gosh they were really ahead of the time in that but not not quite there yeah yeah no i've been 
James, you asked earlier, you know, if there are any specific um, like NFT projects that we've been following and, um, you know, personally, I guess I haven't been um, as quite as a, of an active collector as, as maybe um, as maybe other listeners may, but um, I have been interested in following some of these platforms that have come out, like Foundation, for example. Um, and, you know, I remember kind of hearing these pitches maybe about a year ago and like thinking, this is great. I, I personally would love to see this. This has been something that um, people in crypto have been working on for a long time. Artists definitely deserve their day. But my, I always had the thought that, you know, uh, NFTs are only going to be big if something sort of hits culturally, um, less on the crypto side and more on the, the, the artist side, like somebody, uh, a big name or somebody that's captured, um, the, you know, youth's attention or like the creative community's attention starts to work on NFTs. Um, and I'm not sure if that's exactly how it happened. You know, I, I think it, it was more of a combination of the crypto market kind of heating up at the same time. And then maybe a few kind of key influencers stepping up and saying that they're going to, um, you know, play with NFTs. And now, like we see, I don't know if you saw earlier today, Elon Musk, uh, you know, tweeting about NFTs, this His like music video. techno song. Yeah. <laughs> <He's selling. laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of blowing up, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that that's how that NFTs became sort of this bull markets thing. I'm not sure if I would have predicted that. <laughs> no, I, I, I can see I can see that as well. You know, um, it started off. I mean, one of the things a lot of people miss is that a lot of the investors, people buying up art, are actually a lot of them are artists themselves or early collectors, and then they were buying NFTs for a couple of dollars each, uh, just you know, just three years ago, and then now these pieces of art are worth lots of money, and they're able to sort of. Uh, you know, turn them over very quickly. Uh, do you go, uh, do you like, do you see this kind of continuing? Do you see it getting bigger and bigger? Or do you feel like that this could be in itself its own kind of ICO boom? I imagine that it's going to be ICO like. Um, and largely because I think it's kind of self-fulfilling. I feel like I'm listening to a lot of these artist conversations and the tone is almost like, we know this can't last forever. <laughs> um, you know, get in now while you can. Um, so it's just hard for me to imagine it going any other way. Yeah. It, it reminds me a lot of right around when the ICO boom has really taken off, how many people I would hear from that say, oh, I have this project I'm working on, what do you think? Or we're launching this, can you be an advisor or can you help us promote it? And it it's not dissimilar where I have uh, folks who are in different genres of life, some sports or video creators or things like that contacting me and say, hey, you've been in crypto forever. How, how do I do this NFT thing and make a bunch of money before it crashes? So right. <laughs> um, I hope... I hope it kind of evolves and isn't, you know, a, a black eye on the community as it is. But I, I think there will definitely be some flash crashes or or learning moments. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I'm laughing, Michelle, because that it's just bringing me back to 2017, 2018. I feel exactly the same way. It's like when <laughs> when you're like old friends from college you haven't spoke to in years are like pinging you on Facebook Messenger asking you about it. <laughs> like what's with these ICOs or like what's with these NFTs? 
That's yeah, right. So yeah. my response <laughs> then was, oh, so you know what I've been doing for years. You're just interested now because you think you can make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, guess what? You're too late. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is the most frustrating thing, actually, to be honest, isn't it? Like, you know, uh, I don't know if, uh, if, if you've both done this as well, but I've been on at family members for years, for years to buy Bitcoin, to buy crypto. I mean, when Bitcoin went down to $3,000, I was like, look, you've got to buy some now. And they're all like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And now, literally, like the last couple of months, I've had them all going, oh, James, how do I set up an account? How do I do this? <laughs> it's like, well, I can show you now, but really, I wish you'd listened to me back then. <laughs> I so, yeah. started, um, so I have a niece who's right around 10 years old now, and then I have two girls myself. And I started for my niece uh, when I started Uphold because they have, their old wallet was, um, you know, different representations of different currencies. So you can make different cards throughout the currency. So I started a Litecoin card for her and an Ethereum card and just put 20 bucks a month in it. And I had forgotten about it. And the other day I was actually pulling my form for taxes. And I was like, what is that? What, what is this money? And then I went, and I'm like, oh, wow. And I sent it to her and she's like, cool. Is that Roblox? <laughs> that had less interest of her and I said well no no it's not this will do more than Roblox in the long run but yeah how, how old is your niece uh she's 10 oh uh, yeah yeah I mean I'm, I've, I've got an eight-year-old and he's literally it was, yeah it was my way of trying to be cool but it just I, I didn't make it almost <laughs> not quite oh well um I mean this is kind of one of the reasons why I feel like, uh, I mean, yeah, with, with NFTs, maybe we're going to see a bubble with this because, you know, so much work is being valued at such high levels, um, high values. Um, but with the regards to the actual overall crypto markets, I do feel like um, we've kind of proven a point by getting through 20, you know, 2018. Um, and one of the things I look forward to is the fact that, like you said, with your niece, with my son, uh, well, my other kids as well, um, although they're older now, but with, uh, you know, they, they're all grown up with the idea of, you know, I'm using inverted commas here, digital currencies, because obviously they've, they've been playing these games like Fortnite when they have their own in-game currencies, all the rest of it. So I am very hopeful because I do think like, you know, for that generation, Bitcoin, Litecoin, all of these other coins, they're just going to make sense, right? Yeah, totally. I think so. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, this is, I, I suppose that's the sort of gamble. But um, when it comes to when it comes to cryptocurrencies, at the end of the day, we're still still super early, still super early. And uh, the same was for, for NFTs. Um, so I was having a, a chat with Lee, which is the reason I was late here to this one. I apologize for that, is that we were talking about his new project uh, called Blue Box which is going to be NFTs where you actually own a percentage of the copyright for musicians' work. Um, so you actually get a return on your NFT as well as having the sort of the ownership of the NFT itself. Uh, and I, so I feel like even if we do see like a bit of a bubble here in, in the art side of things, I think that the tech is still so early that there's, it's not like if we have a crash, uh, that's it. I feel like there's just going to be more iterations and more advancements and more features that come to the space. Um, one of the things that uh, one of the things that obviously is sort of something that 
needs to be considered is the kind of legal side of things. Um, and uh, actually, I can bring this on to, uh, I can bring this over to Michelle, actually, because it ties in with tax bit. But, you know, when we're buying up art and all the rest of it, if you're buying up real art, um, there's contracts you have to go through, there's kind of like impact on your tax and all the rest of it. Um, what about NFTs? Do we know where we would stand tax-wise with NFTs at all? Or is this just too early for that? To make the non-tax lawyer answer, um, and anyone that has questions around this, they can tweet at TaxBit and we'll get an official answer sure. from one of our tax experts. Essentially now how it looks, if it's a taxable event, meaning if it's income, and they're getting paid in Ethereum, they're obviously inherently probably going to convert it to their local currency for day-to-day -day use of, uh, you know, rent, mortgage, food, et cetera, yeah. just like traditional artists do now. So those are all taxable events. What'll be interesting to see is, okay, they're getting paid. Beeple's got this boatload of Ethereum that he's sitting on right now. So yep. do you, do you let it, let's say, is he letting it ride in the market? Did he convert some of it to a different asset? Did he convert it to USD or whatever he did? Anytime any of those moves happen, that's where it becomes mainstream adjacent and you're bridging the old and new money systems. What's wonderful is now they're really easy way to do that. You know, BlockFi has a debit card. Gemini has a debit card coming out. Uphold has a debit card. Crypto.com. A lot of these folks are offering returns on holdings. So there's really great ways that legacy finance has been mimicked but improved upon and that's essentially why taxbit was created and it's it's there to simplify it which we're doing on a daily basis to help navigate those gain loss opportunities that we do have in crypto which is actually a benefit yeah uh, okay yeah i mean that, that's as we move more towards that mass adoption all these kind of like essential services are coming out now, I suppose. And I, I mean, that it makes sense that we do that. Um, obviously, for a lot of people, crypto is appealing because it's not, you know, not governed and it's not um, heavily regulated. But we are going to move towards that um, as, you know, as lawmakers are catching up now. I mean, they're still really slow, actually, when you think about it, um, to sort of like catch up with regulating the space, but it is happening. Um, and it does raise questions about how, you know, how we are affected by all of these things. Um, I was gonna ask, um, uh, Alex obviously hasn't joined us, because he, he has an interesting story. Uh, which is that he actually tokenized himself <laughs> um, and actually created his own token called the Alex token. Um, and so he actually was letting people decide big life decisions for him if they held the Alex token, which I thought was quite, quite hilarious. It sounds um, like Sims. It sounds like Sims, yeah, <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, maybe that's a bit scary when you think about it like that. I mean, we would, I was talking earlier um, and we were talking about how people almost see crypto like a video game in, in a lot of ways, you know. Uh, you can kind of buy up NFTs or you can buy up different cryptocurrencies and you may only put a few hundred dollars in here and it can turn into thousands 
um, it's almost not like the real world. Um, <laughs> now you made that comparison to The Sims, uh, I, I'm starting to wonder whether we're in a simulation or something, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, I think you there know. are other crypto rooms that have that exact conversation going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, dear. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's uh, it, it, there's a lot of fascinating stuff happening in the space. Uh, when we were talking about the art side of things, though, we were talking about hostility from the art world regarding uh, this. Um, do, I, I feel like a lot of it's the fact that this space is so connected. It's like got a really deep connection to obviously the culture of tech. Um, and I'd like to get your opinions on the culture of tech, actually, um, uh, with both of you being women in the space. Um, how have you found this space? Because I've been to a few uh, blockchain events, which I thought have been a bit sort of like, they felt like the sort of 80s and 90s. So I wonder, how, how have you felt in the space? Have you felt like there's been challenges for you just, you know, uh, yourselves because of that culture that we've got? Or, or have you had an, an okay experience with the, with the uh, community? Yeah, I, I will say that I do think um, crypto in general, like the broader like Bitcoin ecosystem, you know, even from the perspective of the broader tech community um, or, or, or really sort of uh, the, with, whether it's the art community or any any quote unquote normal normie community looking in, I, I do think that there is a, a cultural problem a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, there's the stereotype whether or not I, I mean I definitely think this, there's basis in truth here right? that crypto is um, a bunch of you know very libertarian leaning um, you know potentially maybe right leaning um, you know crypto guys crypto bros um, that are, are making you know uh, you know these these claims about like the current system and sort of uh, like opting away from it. And, and I do think that there's almost a little bit of um, uh, this sense of like, it's kind of an embarrassing or kind of like a cringe, like fringe community, right? Like the way that you might look at some other like internet subculture community. And I, I mean, it's deserved in some way. <laughs> like we are still pretty fringe. Um, and I guess I, I will say that I think that this is something that um, culturally um, we could do better as a community um, in terms of kind of projecting a better image, um, like having um, amplifying voices that like don't necessarily fall into that kind of crypto libertarian, crypto bro kind of rut. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll put my two cents there about that. Um, but in, in terms of your question, um, around how, how have I found this space? I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's um, I come primarily from the Ethereum community, which is, um, you know, it was very early Ethereum days, um, was it consensus before Ethereum even launched? And so that culture, it feels very inclusive um, and, and, you know, welcoming. So I, I guess I, I wouldn't say that I've, I've run into too, to too many you know, roadblocks or difficulties. Um, you know, but but that's my experience. Cool, cool. It's, uh, uh, that, that's just good to hear, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I get your point there about the crypto bros. There's definitely a problem with um, 
um, tribalism as well. Um, uh, with you know my oh, my my crypto project's better than your crypto project. And we get a lot of that to deal with. Uh, you can say say one thing uh, wrong about somebody's favorite coin, and suddenly you're their sort of public enemy. <laughs> Michelle, what's your take on it? Oh, Michelle. Oh, I've lost Michelle. Oh, dear. <laughs> Hopefully she'll jump back in in a second. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I guess I guess it's, uh, you know, one of the things here is with that kind of uh, with that kind of like the, the, the tribalism in the space, the kind of the culture that we have, um, I, I guess we have like an there's almost an anti it feels like an anti art or an anti traditional art kind of aspect to the nft um craze um or at least that's that's how i think a lot of traditional artists perceive the space is that you know it is it is like kind of like um almost like a pushback against the sort of what they would describe as the sort of um uh, pretentiousness of of actual art <laughs> i don't what do you think to that caroline uh, caroline yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that that the sort of NFTs is, as their digital art as street art comparison is um, appropriate there. Uh, and, and again, you know, you see this theme with just crypto in general, anti-traditional finance and anti-traditional um, legacy um, institutions that are older and stuffier. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess I'm less concerned about um, the older, more traditional um, art world and backlash against NFTs than I am, um, you know, seeing like younger creators, creators that um, are building digital artwork that are um, uh, kind of um, having this defense mechanism where they're really just rejecting um, at the NFT craze and crypto in general, um, you know, not because they've really been able to dive in and sort of understand the nuances around, um, you know, some of the things that they're claiming, like, you know, NFTs and crypto are just pyramid schemes or like crypto is bad because it, you know, has a huge carbon footprint and, and burns all this electricity. And, and really what I'm sensing is more of this like backlash against like uh, something that feels very niche, maybe very bro-y. Um, um, like sort of um, uh, like the sense of like arbitrage and, um, you know, like get in while it's hot. I think that that's something that like doesn't necessarily feel great to a lot of um, other, you know, diverse types of communities and types of creators. And so I, I think that that can, that's a way in which like we're, we're not being as, as like open and welcoming, even just in the way that we speak about um the nature of, of these new structures around like NFTs and, and new assets. And we should maybe think a little bit more carefully about. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree actually completely with you. I think, I, th I think there's something that's going to come with time. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, ho hopefully sooner than later, because like you say, we need to be, we need to be getting uh, everybody into the space. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it's going to take, that bit of time, that bit of a cultural shift. Um, but I think we'll see it. I think the projects like, you know, NFTs, all this sort of stuff brings new people into it and younger artists, like you say, 
And I think that that's going to that's going to make a big difference to crypto. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess um, we'll, we'll we'll call it a night on that tonight, guys. Um, uh, Karen, and thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, really do appreciate that. And um, if, uh, if yeah. uh, would you be would you be cool if we were to pop this on Spotify? Definitely. Nice one. That's excellent. Um, so yeah, uh, and also uh, for those in the ch in the chat, Car uh, Carolyn, uh, if you want to share your um, your Twitter handle. Yeah, my Twitter is um, C Krakow. Krakow. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Nice one. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I will uh, catch you all in the in the next uh, in the next chat. <laughs> Thank you very much.